The Pixel Hearts would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land where each member has recorded this episode. The Gadigal people of the Aura Nation, the Wadawarung, the Bunurong, and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The team would like to pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging, and recognise the sovereignty was never ceded. This continent always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to the Pixel Hearts. My name is Cameron and I've decided I'm going to introduce RNG into the bedroom. But I'm really looking for an orange orgasm, but I just keep getting double blues. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hi, my name is Taya. And uh, look, uh, I started dating someone with uh, a fetish for pirate play. And uh, boy, am I plundering her Spanish mane. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hello, my name is Faye, and I'm just here to confirm that it's not masturbation to have sex with your clone, but it is gay. Unless you're non-binary, that makes it straight. Also, you always have to kill your clone afterwards. I don't make the rules. That's just how it is. <laughs> Wait. Have we have we all had that dream? Like, have we all had that thought? Like, I would. So, kill your clone? No, sleep. Oh, I'd sleep with my clone. I wouldn't oh, yeah. kill them. I'd, I'd keep them around for more. So I guess everyone else just had a very different interpretation of the prestige. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to introduce um, yourself, Professor? Yes. Yes. Um, I, I'm Molly Ann. My surname is Butt. And fiddle me this. I want to make it a catchphrase. How do it? Wait for it. <laughs> that wasn't even the thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> fiddle me this. <laughs> how do? It... How do Australians clean their butts? But hey, mate. Uh... <laughs> I found that one on the internet. Wait, I'm I guess still I'm laughing at fiddle me this. <laughs> oh my god, Dr. Butts, fiddle me this. Uh, <laughs> and we are a team of romantic gamers who want to be fiddled, who want to help you achieve a play of the game in your love life. And this week on the show, we're talking about inappropriate workplace relationships with this question from one of our listeners. Hi, Pixel Hearts. Is it weird that no one talks about how inappropriate it is that Commander Shepard is designed to bang it out with direct report workplace subordinates? What's the most toxic non-meta game relationship mechanic? Is it Stargy? Okay, so talk me through this. Like, okay, I want to understand first. Most toxic non-meta game relationship mechanic. Yes, I don't understand that part of the Someone question. explain that and then I am going to get reveal myself for fake gamer but i haven't played stardew mm. take away my license lock me up i'm going to do one of those tiktoks where i pretend to be beaten up and then i'm dead because i didn't take the vaccine and god's like thank you my child <laughs> and then a week later an apology video <laughs> yeah with tears with tears and a ukulele um, but then two weeks later i do it again <laughs> um but anyway, so what does it mean by a non-meta 
most most toxic non-meta game relationships. I think, so non-meta being, I think it's actually in the game is what they're trying to say. In game, yeah. So okay. it's it's not right. just like uh you know, um, it's like EA Sports. So what's Stardew then? It's, so well, no, no, no. Stardew's the video game, and they're basically talking yeah. about the fact you can have in-game the, the relationships. The relationships, yeah. Uh, but it's not like so they're not talking about like head cannon. um cannons and and like my OTPing Bingo. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. It's, it's yeah. So it's actual in-game. Mm. This exists. What's the most toxic? Stardew are the most. So they, they're they asked what is the the you know the non-toxic <laughs> ones. And they were also. No, they said, asked, "What's the most toxic? To- most toxic non-meta game relationship." Most toxic non-meta game. Okay, okay. We can just talk about what is toxic and what isn't, and we can straight up say that Commander Shepard banging their employees is definitely a bad relationship. Bad relationship. Bad, yeah. bad, bad relationships absolutely. shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. Also, managers mm-hmm. to usually bang them somewhere around um, recent trauma. Mm. Something terrible's oh, yeah. happened oh. in their life. Better bang them. Yeah. Um, don't want to yeah, talk no. about the relationship of uh, Shepard and Jack. Oh, um, yeah. That one is, as much as Jack is, like, one of my favourites, that oh, yeah. relationship is so concerning. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, no, I... Uh... Yeah, look, uh, Commander Shepard, uh, just like absolutely, absolutely, just no, like just dishonorably discharged. Let's dishonorably be honest, dishonorably discharged. Mm-hmm. Uh, too many discharges already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's just discharging on the tribunal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh god. He probably slept with someone on the tribunal. That's exactly. <laughs> it. That's exactly it. Or she. Mm-hmm. Because being mm-hmm. a sexual predator is not gender specific. <laughs> Absolutely, this is all about power uh, in the workplace, and the fact that Commander Shepard is sleeping with robots very concerning. Uh, I, as a as a union official, would have significant concerns uh, if I was hearing that a manager was sleeping with their reports. Can, can you imagine that storyline of that game? If like you get halfway through, you've like been destroying reaper stations, and then the union turns up and is like, "You oh, gotta stop sleeping with your employees." You been- <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> reports that you've weirdly got everyone to the same level of affection, and you're just figuring out which one you're going to sleep with, mm-hmm. and you maybe a promotion is connected to this in some way. Absolutely. So then, just halfway through the second game. Just like the union turns up with a fucking right of entry and is like, we're here to talk uh, and hold a meeting in your workplace with the workers. uh, And we've got some serious concerns about your conduct. You're saying that he made you look after his fish as well? Like a personal personal favor outside? Oh. Do you, uh, it's my favorite part of the first game is where the union talks up to have sensitivity training with the xenophobic team member, Ashley. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> They're like, we need to consider the language you're using in this um, alliance of uh, teams working against the Reaper threat. Um, when you referred to a Turian as a bug-faced monster, that, how did that make you feel, Gareth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> but no, yeah, like, Commander Shepard is so problematic in the fact that, like, it's all very sexy sleeping with the aliens. It's all very, um, you know, um, who was it? Kirk. Yep. L- yep. That's uh, on Star Trek. He was he was the the progenitor of uh, sexy space sex. I feel because mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter what color skin you are, 
Kirk will bang you. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's green. Apparently he slept with a lot of green women. Yep. Um, but it is that thing of, when you look at it, and you look at the situation, you go, hold up for one second. But I wonder, so in the second game, this is, now we're going too far. Second game, though, he's technically not under the Alliance. He's part of Cerberus. Mm. Being a shadow organization uh, and a bit of a terrorist cell, that Cerberus is. Do you reckon they have a HR department that deals with of the kind of sexual threats? they trends? have an HR department. Yeah, I mean. It's Cerberus. It's the three heads, right? Yeah. The shadowy <laughs> head, the aggressive head, and HR. Yeah. No, that's the, that's both the other heads. I don't think you understand. You've got the three heads. It's HR, finance, and marketing. Yep. <laughs> I just, I had a sudden moment where I started thinking, outside of Stardew Valley slash, you know, like Harvest Moon, like those style games, what games actually have a non-toxic relationship? And, like, everything I'm thinking through is actually pretty horrible like he even went as far as to go okay fate stay night right we're going all the way back at visual novels all three of those are massive problems one of them you refer to as your servant and then you're like oh now we're dating like is there non-toxic outside of farming sims i just need to say my favorite thing is that when you mentioned that game i saw three very blank expressions as we went what <laughs> game is that <laughs> I, like, all of us just look to the side like, what? <laughs> terrible, terrible. Like, Doki Doki Literature but, Club, terrible mental health situations, shouldn't be taking advantage of these people. Also, um, children. <laughs> Big other problems there. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yes, yes. But, so, wait, Stardew, though, they're not really... Do people work for you in Stardew and then you date them? No. So no, that feels... Like, okay. People. Then that feels okay. They're just, you're dating the village people. Yeah, they're not, like... <laughs> there's a construction worker. Um, there's a cop. Uh, there's a, a, cop, a sailor. There's a, racist uh, imagery. Racist I was going to say racist imagery. Yeah. And um, uh, Tom of Finland. Tom of Finland. Yep. Nope, that's exactly right. Um, <laughs> so you've always got to have Tom in there. Uh, but there's no Tom, mm. as far as I can tell, in the uh, in Stardew Valley. So that is, a, that is actually a blatant homophobia. Stardew Valley not featuring Tom of Finland <laughs> is blatant homophobia. That is correct. You heard it first. Marlion, you look like you are just buzzing <laughs> and trying to figure out what the hell is going on. There's a lot happening. <laughs> we have gone off the rails. To be fair, the question is a bit off the rails, and I love those ones that come around. Um, yes. Relationships that aren't toxic. Um who are people who love each other very much in gaming? Are we talking like ones where you make the choice? Because even when you get into Dragon Age, yes, it's a bit... Yes, because it's, it's a game relationship mechanic. So it has to be a mechanic that the player has choice in. It can't right. just be, well, of course, Ganondorf and Link are eventually going to hook up. Like, without a relationship system, it doesn't mm. count. Mm. Does it count Dragon as... Dragon is- Does it count as Ganon and Link hooking up when it's Raru's hand? Uh, Look, mm. I've already made the joke about Link doing the stranger Raru's <laughs> <laughs> hand um, No, um, I think because Okay, so we, let's have a look through games that use it as a mechanic, right? So, obviously Bioware has its whole thing And I feel like all the Bioware ones have um, Some good, some bad But usually if it's not this kind of workplace You know, definitely shouldn't be fucking It's usually a You've just gone through something traumatic Like I mentioned before Um Le- perfect example, Dragon Age 2 and Fenris, 
Woof, that's mm. a bit of a... Mm. Oh. <laughs> um, I actually think you're Dragon Age. Uh, so I think a big problem uh, with a lot of these is that they're all player initiated, right? Like you, you mm. are working towards the romance option. You are, you know, the, the active participant and, you know... You're ca- not being chased. You're not being chased. So I actually think, looking at the example of Dragon Age, Zevran in the first game, because he initiates the romance with you. He's like, he hey, horny. He is like, you know, it's, it starts off rocky. He's like, I did try to kill you. Uh, you defeated me. So look, I will work for you if you spare my life. And then later mm-hmm. he's just like, hey, I actually find you really attractive. Do you want to burn down? Yep. He said, I came here to impale you. Now I'm here to still impale be an option. you. <laughs> 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 but no, I think that's fair. Like it's, it is that thing of... Oh, God, we're going to get actual analytical here. Let's talk <gasps> about player sexual and the, the, the um, illusion of consent with NPCs. Mm-hmm. Um, it is that idea that in a lot of these games, it, it, it was built up of this like idea of, oh, the freedom of choice. You're getting this freedom of choice with these characters. But it's also that idea of like, they don't live, they don't experience romance and they don't experience sexual desire outside of what you instigate with them. So I know that like in later games, they actually got a lot better at this because there were certain characters that if you didn't romance them, they romanced each other. So so, um, Tali and Garrus in Mass Effect 3 actually end up as a couple if if you don't try to date either of them. The same thing happens, I believe... Iron Bull and Dorian, I believe, hook up in Dragon Age if you don't interact with them. So they've done that a little That's bit such where a they've beautiful couple. Oh God, to be the I love Paris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the the idea that these characters get to live lives outside of your romantic advances kind of breathes life into it in a different way, mm. if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. But in the early days, it was kind of like, I am just standing here void of sexual desire until the character gives me enough presence and then I am gushing, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Mm. I wonder why I didn't want the CEO of the company I work for listening to this podcast. <laughs> potionomics. Potionomics is relatively non-toxic with its relationship. That's actually a really good point. The potions yes. may be toxic. But the relationships are not. You are definitely sending everyone to an early grave with the amount of microplastics you keep putting in your potions in Potionomics. But (laughs) people genuinely are instigating relationships with you. Although it is that thing of, like, insider trading. And there is still, like, the you turn up and you're like, here is a mushroom that I know you enjoy eating. And they're like, Mm -hmm. I am one more Mm -hmm. pimp towards sex. (laughs) So, like. Just like life. Yeah. Really? Yep. My husband comes home, goes, oh, I got you this bar of chocolate. I am one more bar away from boning down. <laughs> you, are, you have fulfilled 95% of my fuck meter. <laughs> one more chocolate bar over there. This is a note to my husband. Please don't think that chocolate bar is the only way to fill out my fuck meter because you don't want that all in the stomach during that. No, no. <laughs> dairy, dairy should not be in the... Like there's there's only an, enough room for one type of cream. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Uh, anyway, um, what? So, oh, player. So, obviously, dating games. There's lots of dating games out there, but again, it's that thing of point systems. Um, yeah, like e- even, to achieve. Mm, even where it's you know you can put in the relationship like response that they dislike. It, you can still just look up online what the right one is. Yeah. Right? It's hard. When when dating is a mechanic in a game, it has to be gamified in some way to make you want to interact with it. It can't... It, it, and even if it's an accidental and it's a hidden, a hidden system, within a week there are five different guides on how to make sure that you get to have the angriest sex with the Inquisitor. Mm. Um... Hmm. Like I, this is one of the things I really liked about uh, Supergiant's game Pyre. Yes, what I'd say. Hey, yes, no, Pyre is such a good game. I love Pyre. The the narrative like uh, walkthroughs at the end of that game that like people look up. They're not like how do you bone down with Jodario. Although if someone finds out how, please let me know. (laughs) Um, it's (laughs) the best guides are like. This is the path that you need to take if you want as many people to be happy as mm. possible. Mm. And that feels like much more of a positive thing. But, you know, Pyre, instead of filling up a big friendship bar and then the fuck happening, is like about the narrative results of your action, yep. which feel a lot more human and a lot more interesting. I think the thing, you need to make it so intricate and so deep in the system that it's not visibly transparent from the like the top level like let's talk about hades at the same time i know what i need to do to make someone in hades fall in love with me because you go here's the ambrosia here's the ambrosia and then i look up how do i do the extra special thing and now have some more ambrosia (laughs) the sims ah yeah actually that's well, the Sims. You can definitely eh? do some. You can do some toxic eh? things in The Sims, but no, you're right. Yeah, it's like you know they also end up having their <gasps> own lives and stuff, right? Is this the bit if where I get to tell them? my amazing Sims story about my sister? Have you guys heard this before? No, hit us with it. My sister in The Sims used to have a strategy, so she would marry townies that had lots of money and friends. Right. Then she would kill them, and then when they were dead, she would inherit all of their money and friends. Then. She would bury them in a secret garden that she had behind some hedges out the back, and she'd go find another townie and marry them. So she would just love bomb these townies until they fell in love with her, marry them, pop them in the pool, take away the ladder. And this is back in the days before they made it so that you could climb they could the survive that. Yep. And so they should just let them drown. And she'd always make sure that when they did that, her sim that looked like her was standing on the side of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, The Sims gives you the freedom to both have toxic and non-toxic yes. relationships. Mm. That's, that's just that's key. just my messed up family. That's mm. not a that's not a game mechanic. I mean, like, I feel like a lot of us in The Sims do messed up stuff. It's like I don't know what you're talking about. David Boronar's definitely consented to his likeness being put in a house with 15 year old me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Unpack that as you will. Um, wait, didn't he end up being terrible as well? That's I, so depressing. Uh, look, we've got a lot to unpack. Let's not get into that. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, look, I, I think the fundamental issue is the 
like the the fact of that sort of agency and and also the complexity of those sorts of relationships where mm-hmm. a lot of the times games break it down into a very transactional thing of like I give you the ambrosia, I give you the purple flower, I give you the whatever, and that you give me the rim job. That, yep, that you know that's you unlock your way up to the rim job uh, as you wish. Uh, but <laughs> I think what would be more interesting, like I don't know if there's any game designers listening to this podcast. Cameron, pull yourself together. Uh, uh, <laughs> is to maybe create a like if you are gonna have romance in your game, maybe have it so that it's not necessarily the ideal outcome for a specific relationship for, mm-hmm. with an NPC, for it to just be that positivity. Maybe have some friction in it where the relationship actually grows stronger if something gets a little bit difficult and then you work together to resolve it. I think that that yeah. would be an interesting approach. And an ebb and a flow. Mm. as all mm. relationships have mm. like it, don't have it be like you reach an end state and then going forward that person's always just really cute in in um dialogue during party walking around like <laughs> you're like we must invade tyrannicus and like oh babe you always know the correct kingdom to invade <laughs> the time like this. <laughs> cast petrify that's how hard you get me hey <laughs> On that note, anything else you guys want to add? No, I think we've got there. I think the reality is is that while games will continue to commodify relationships in a gamified way, as Taya was saying, we need to find some nuance to see relationships experienced differently Mm. if it's going to be a meta part of the game as opposed to just a narrative part of the game. Mm. And there we have it. Until next time, we want to thank Ryan Stan for producing the Pixel Hearts and Blusher for our intro and outro, the Pixel Hearts theme song, and One Pixel at a Time. For all of our links, or if you need the Pixel Hearts to help troubleshoot your love life, head to our link tree in the show notes. But until next time, be kind to each other. <laughs>